we'll go through a lesson and we'll see where the Lord uh, leads us today. So uh, everyone who's at home, we'll have you just bow and uh, we'll ask the Lord's uh, blessing upon this meeting. Heavenly Father, Lord, we humbly come before you today and we thank you for the love that you have for your saints. Uh, we thank you for the love that you have for your people in the midst of um, this chaotic world in the midst of all these restrictions, Lord, we know that your love is consistent. We know that your love is still there for us. And I pray um, for everyone who's here on this uh, call today, I pray for your church. I pray for um, all those who are affected by this virus, Lord, that uh, many are struggling uh, physically, uh, being sick. Uh, many people, their jobs, um, their livelihoods have been called into question because of it. And I pray today that you might grant them peace, Lord, that you might grant a healing to those who need it, uh, that you might grant your church peace, that we might understand that uh, you are still on your throne today. The many people on your prayer list today, I pray that you uh, would answer our prayers. Um, those who are uh, struggling today, I pray that you might touch them, Lord. We love you so much. We thank you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, like I said, in the midst of everything, it's difficult because we cannot gather together. And it's difficult today because we're not in our usual congregation and we're not surrounded by each other. And I really wanted to you know, drive home the fact today that God is still on his throne. And I ask you the question, where is his church? And I don't know if you had the opportunity to listen to our Throwback Thursday sermon this week, um, but the beginning of that sermon, Brother Austin pointed out a wonderful, wonderful verse. And, you know, I, I listened to it, and he didn't quote the verse in his sermon, and it sounded like a beautiful uh, verse out of the Book of Mormon. I dug into it, and sure enough, it was from Second Chronicles, and that went out in the email. And I went back, and I looked at that chapter, and that's really where I want to start today. Because you know, as I was sitting in my office, I was moved to tears as Brother Austin shared that message as I was listening to it. And the Spirit of God came upon me, and I came to this understanding about God's church. And I ask you this question today is, is where is his church? And I'm going to go back a couple of slides, and we'll get started from the beginning. So I want us to understand that the church is, this morning, where God's Spirit dwells. And we may not have a building where we're gathered together today. It may be empty across this country, but as we've seen the live streams, God's people are still faithful. And examples of God's church, going back to the very beginning, is the verse that that sermon referenced, was Solomon's temple, where we see a wonderful example of that. 
we see Christ Jesus himself, and then even further, you and I this morning. So going way back to the Old Testament, um, if you have the opportunity, I'm not going to sit here and read in my monotone voice chapters 5, 6, and, six and 7 for all of you. Um, I think that would be overkill, and you wouldn't be on for long if we started to do that. But I want you to study these chapters um, if you have a moment this week. And what's so beautiful as you read through this, you see everything, all of, power, all of God's power manifest in this. And you know, David, King David, had this wonderful desire to build a temple for the Lord. And because of his sin, because of an, his iniquity, the Lord never granted him that uh, wish. And through that, his son Solomon created and dedicated the temple. And that's where you pick it up in the fifth verse. So all of the construction was complete uh, starting in uh, the fifth chapter. And all of the things that were dedicated, as you start to read, all of the gold, all of the silver, all of the instruments start to get brought into the temple um, in that very first verse. And at the very end of the fifth chapter, um, it says, God's spirit came down and it filled the temple at that point. And it said so much that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of this cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. So you see, God's spirit came down and dwelt in this temple. And it manifested itself in this incredible way, where there was this cloud that surrounded this building. So there was a physical, perceivable change by God's people at that point. And the people themselves, the high priest, couldn't even go in to do anything because the spirit was so strong at that point. So this is where we get that first kind of example of God's spirit dwelling in a temple. And it goes on towards the end of the sixth chapter. In the 28th verse, I think is so appropriate to our time as far as a, as a nation right now. And it says, if there be a dearth in the land, if there be pestilence, if there be a blasting or mildew, locusts or caterpillars, so all of these natural disasters, if their enemies besiege them in the cities, if there's war, is what he's saying, whatsoever, or whatsoever sickness there be, if there is a virus that plagues the country, it says, listen to this point. It says, then what prayer or what supplication soever shall be made of any man or of all thy people Israel, when everyone shall know his own sore, his own grief, and shall spread forth his hands in this house. So when you get to this point, no matter it's war, no matter what it is, if it's sickness like our country is experiencing today, it says if we come to God's temple, and this is the Old Testament, and we'll clarify this as we go through our scripture today. He's pleading with God. It says, Then hear thou from heaven thy dwelling place, and forgive, and render unto every man according unto all his ways, whose heart thou knowest, for thou only knowest the hearts of the children of men, that they, that they may fear thee or walk in thy ways so long as they live in the land which thou givest unto our fathers. 
So beautiful as Solomon points out here that no matter what scenario we're dealing with as a people, as God's people, if we just humbly come before him and pray, he is listening. And he takes it a step further if you jump over to the 7th chapter, 16th verse. It says, for now, and this is God speaking, after he reveals himself unto Solomon, he says, for now I have chosen and sanctified this house. That my name may be there forever, and my eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. You see, when God finds a resting place for his spirit, his eyes are there, his heart is there, continually drawn out for his people. So I want you to know today, as we all sit in separate rooms, I want you to know today that as it's sometimes difficult feeling isolated, I want you to know that God's eyes and God's heart is within you today. That he is watching you and that he cares for you. Never forget this point. And as we, as we struggle as a nation, as we struggle as a people with any anxieties, I want us to know that that Spirit of God is what gives us peace. Christ himself, in Matthew, the third chapter, excuse me, in John, the second chapter, you know, the Pharisees come and they start questioning him. And Jesus answers them, and they're asking for a sign. And he said unto them, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. And then said the Jews, forty and six years was this temple in the building, and wilt thou rear it up in three days? And you see, we start to see this transition, because if you remember when Christ was baptized, the Spirit of God descended upon him as a dove. So we, we see this transition of God's Spirit, where it was no longer in a physical building. It wasn't a temple, it wasn't a church where we go to find God's Spirit. That we see this transition into Jesus Christ. And he makes this point that when he goes for his crucifixion, three days later, his resurrection is the power. His resurrection is the glory. His resurrection is the opportunity for us to have access to him all of the time. And if you remember when Christ was on the cross, it says the veil was rent. So this separation of the spirit of God within Solomon's temple the separation where only God's elect, only the priests could go into this area, the Holy of Holies, that, that garment was rent. It was open, meaning the Spirit of God was no longer confined to a building. The Spirit of God was no longer confined to the temple, but now accessible for you and for me, accessible in our lives. And we see that transition through Christ Jesus. And these words are in red because I'm emphasizing that these were his words specifically. So today, as that veil's been rent, as Christ came, he died, 
But more importantly, he resurrected for us. We read in 1 Corinthians, it says, Know you not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. So again, no longer is it, is it in this building, but if you go back into you know, 2 Chronicles, I want you to read it from a perspective that when you dedicate your life to the Lord, when you give your life to Christ, the same power and the same glory, the same manifestation of God happens to you. The same power that we see where there was a physical change to that building, this cloud that encompassed it, that physical change is now accessible for you when you dedicate your life to the Lord. And it says, if any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy, which temple are ye? And this points, you know, God not dwelling in unholy temples kind of surfaces throughout the scriptures. So we see it here in 2 Corinthians. If you look in Helaman, the fourth chapter, Mosiah, the second chapter, King Benjamin's address, Alma, the seventh chapter, over and over again, God calls us for this spiritual purity, for the sanctification of our lives. So this is really where the call to action becomes because we say, well, where is the church today? Here it is in 1 Corinthians saying, well, the church of God, because of his spirit, is in you. However, if we fall by the wayside, when we turn our backs on the Lord, that spirit withdraws from us. Now, this is not to say that when you make mistakes, that spirit is gone. I want you to understand that we are all sinners today. We all fall short of the glory of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But when we make mistakes, and when we fall, and when we stumble, understand today that his forgiveness, his grace, and his mercy is there for you as well. But he calls us to a higher path. He calls us that we would be quick to repent, that we would, a heart, we would have a heart like David, that we would ask the Lord for forgiveness, that we would fall on our knees, that we would be humble to him. Because when we are, that's when we are a holy temple. And one step further, that we see God's spirit manifest in the temple, we see God's spirit manifest in Jesus Christ. We see God's spirit manifest in you. I'm going to drive home this point to end today. So Ephesians, the second chapter, the 19th verse. We, collectively, as the church of Jesus Christ, are his temple. You see, our spirits united through Jesus Christ make up something so much greater. That one plus one is not two. One plus one is exponentially greater because of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it says, Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. 
and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the cornerstone. So think about that today, that we are fellow citizens together. All of us collectively have a role to do for his church. And right now, as we struggle and we're isolated, I challenge us to a greater degree than I ever have before, that we might manifest the love of God to others. I spoke with uh, a brother this week, and one of our sisters had been reaching out to our shut-ins, making sure that they have food. You may be isolated, but there is a way that you, you don't have to be a minister today, you don't have to be a deaconess today, to manifest God's spirit to other people, that you can show the love of God in many ways. You can send a text message, you can send an email, you can call somebody this week, that you can make sure that they understand that God is there, God loves them, God is caring for them. For those of you who have much, physically you can send food, you can order DoorDash for other people, GrubStack, you name, your, you name your delivery system of choice, but you can provide for people around you. And this verse so beautifully states it, that we are fellow citizens together with the saints of God. That is, whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord. You see, we make something so much bigger than just ourselves together. That each one of you who are on this call, each of us collectively within his church, we all have our special gifts, we all have our special talents. And we can use that to magnify God. We can use that to be a blessing to people around us. And as the Church of Jesus Christ, people around us can see you know, when they dedicated one of our church buildings, you know, back in the 1800s, you know, I remember the story of someone called the fire department because they felt the, the building was on fire, that it was burning because the light shone so beautifully from it. That was the Spirit of God coming down, resting like a cloud, like it did in Second Chronicles. That same thing can happen to you as an individual, but more importantly, to God's church today. And we can be a beacon light to this world in this time of darkness, in this time of anxiety, that through Jesus Christ, through that power, we have that opportunity to, to do so. It says, In whom ye also are builded together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. How many times have you been sitting in a church meeting and felt the love of God, felt his spirit enter the room and dwell with us. I plead with you today, and I want you to understand that we don't have to be sitting in the Mesa branch, in branch one, or in Irvine today, anywhere across the world. We don't have to be in a physical church building to feel God's spirit. He can visit you. He can talk with you. He can walk with you if you let him. my prayer this week is that we would understand today that Jesus Christ is alive. And though we might not be together in a physical building, we are together in his spirit. 
remember that God's spirit dwells within you. That you make up the body and you make up the church of Jesus Christ today. It is our job and it is our duty that we might represent that. That we might be a beacon light to this world. That we might be a beacon light to those who don't have hope. Those who are lost and those who need him. My prayer today is that God's spirit is with you. May God bless you today as you are isolated and we are apart. I long for the day where I can hug you. Long for the day that I can kiss you and embrace in God's spirit. So may God bless us today. May he bless us as a church. And let's close in prayer. Let's just bow. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to be together. Although we are doing it virtually, Lord, we are united through your spirit. And I pray that everyone whose head is bowed today, that you might empower them through your spirit, that they might be a light to this world, that you would fill them each with the love of Jesus Christ. Lord, that you might do an incredible, mighty miracle with this little church of yours. Lord, we love you so much for your grace and your mercy that you have for us. And we thank you for your guiding light in our lives, Lord. And I pray that that spirit, that your comforter might dwell with us, that we might have peace in these difficult times, and that we might lean upon you knowing that you are alive in our lives. Bless us now as we depart. Lord, we love you and we thank you. We ask this in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. Well, I thank you all for coming on. It's beautiful to see some of your faces online. I look forward to seeing you in person soon. May God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.